Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Podcast Pasta. That's the podcast that's like pasta, not the podcast that's about pasta. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Mike, and today I kind of want to do a catch-all episode in which I discuss various topics that would um, normally be uh, their own mini episodes. But I figured that it'd be best for me to collect it all together and release it as a full-length episode since it's been a while. Since I've honestly released anything, so it'd be messed up that, you know, after all this time, I just give you guys another mini episode. Uh, if this works out, if this format works out, um, I might do more content like this in the future. But I mean, you know me, anything that I do is tentative; it's、uh, up in the air. So I kind of want to start off this episode by.、Uh, I think it was earlier this year, around like July of 2020, that G4 announced that they were going to come back as a digital-first network. I, I think it was November 27th. They did like a live stream where、uh, a lot of the hosts from Attack of the Show.、Uh, it was like kind of a like a reunion for them. Uh, premiered on Twitch, they eventually aired it on Sci-Fi, and now I think you just watch it on、uh, YouTube. And some people are excited, you know, like、um, old-school fans of G4. I can imagine are pretty excited that you know their favorite shows are potentially coming back.、Uh, I'm not really sure how I feel about it because, on one hand, I do have like positive memories of like.、Uh, G4, not so much Attack of the Show. I never watched that, but、um, they had like one show. It was they they discussed like chi-、uh, like tips and tricks for like、um, you know current video games that were like you know on the market. I thought that show was pretty cool.、Uh, I wish I could remember the name of it.、Um, they had like other content too. I think that's where they、uh, premiered like Code Monkeys. Which、uh, I remember was being a fun show. I don't, I, I don't think I ever really finished it. But you know, they would like show the reruns or not reruns, but they would like air random episodes. I occasionally watch it.、Um, but what else? Oh, and also like before, you know, streaming was a thing.、Uh, G4 was where I would watch the coverage of E3. I remember actually.、Uh, Recording one of the E3 presentations, and it was、uh, they were announcing God of War 2, and it was like the whole teaser where it's the like first scene where like Kratos is falling like from the cliff, and it's like that whole big moment. So while I do have fond memories of G4, I, I'm not sure if it's just gonna really pan out in terms of their success in the current day and age with like you know the advent of YouTube and the Twitch and different、um, and different services like that. Like I, I mean, essentially they would have to be competing with like both smaller YouTube content creators like Young Yeah, as well as the bigger guys like IGN, Kotaku, all of them. And I don't know if they're gonna be able to like. Grab the younger audience. Like the only reason why I'm hopeful for it is because you know I'm like I'm like a fucking older gamer that like watched it back in the day. But like for you know a lot of the younger crowd, I just don't really think it's gonna pull their attention. 
Plus, not to mention, I mean, to be honest, G4 was very much a product of its era, if I am to be like completely honest. And like the way that we talk about video games, not only in terms of like, you know, news and stuff, but in terms of how we analyze them as like a form of expression has changed. We have like video essayists on YouTube uh, really analyzing like the theming behind our favorite like games and stuff like that uh there's a whole huge indie scene that just didn't exist back when g4 was really uh was really a thing so now you have highly successful smaller games like among us and fall guys and different things like that so the whole landscape has just changed i don't know if like I mean, I'm sure they could do some things to adjust. Uh, I think they are doing some smart things now, like focusing on digital first. So like streaming and YouTube and different things like that. That That's definitely a smart move. But I don't know. I think it's going to be a uphill challenge, especially also considering the fact that uh, like in a post-Gamergate world, like uh, it's just gaming can kind of be a mess in terms of like you know toxicity and different stuff like that that you know if you don't you have to have like a certain level of tact to navigate it in the modern day and age and i just hope that they're smart enough to i i mean i think that they will be i i i don't want to make it seem like i want them to fail or anything like that i really don't it's just um as somebody who kind of i mean i don't really cover gaming uh news and content as much as i think i would like to um, yeah, i've been focusing more on like film and television i i know how hard it can be to like break into that market of like talking about like pop culture or you know just video games and things like that in general so i hope it pans out i really do um but i guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, but moving on from that uh and kind of on well I, w- I don't know if i would say like the opposite realm or anything but i kind of also want to uh, as you guys may or may not know i don't know uh i don't get like an insane amount of like new viewers for my episodes so some of you guys might be like coming back from my previous episodes but i started this whole podcast talking about like the 2020 oscars right uh talking about like what films i want to see win and things like that and i figured uh you know i kind of discussed some of the news with the uh the upcoming oscars that are coming up in 2021 uh now recently i think they had like uh, they made an announcement that they were going to delay it so normally the oscars are hosted around like march or so but uh they made an announcement that they were gonna that you know due to covid obviously that they were gonna delay it until like i think april 15th of 2021 uh which is huge actually because uh, i i think from what i was reading They've only really delayed the Oscars previously on uh, three different occasions. One was because of like some flooding that happened 
uh, in like LA that was like massive enough to the way they had to delay it. Uh, the other time was the unfortunate assassination of Martin Luther King. They uh, delayed it, and then again uh, they delayed it with the tenth assassination of Ronald Reagan. So this would make the fourth time that they've had to uh, delay it. And um, I'm even surprised that they're going to try and go for it at all. I mean, granted, the situation might change in April, you know, with the potential release of a vaccine and different things like that.、Um, but I don't know. Part of me thinks that they should go to can. Well, I don't know if they should go to cancel it, but that, that's what I thought they were going to go for, to be honest. Only because like every film was like delayed. You know, so like the nominations are kind of like in a weird haze right now, where I'm not really sure what's going to be up for like nomination in terms of a lot of different categories. So, for example, like this year we were supposed to get James Bond, and usually that gets him a nomination for best original song or its score, but、um, that got delayed, so it can't qualify anymore.、Um, And a whole bunch of like you know usually、uh, I think we were, we were supposed to get like Black Widow this year and usually that gets a nomination for its、uh, I think its effects. I'm trying to remember what like Marvel usually gets nominated for, but it's usually something along the lines of that or score, even. But、uh, yeah, with everything delayed, I couldn't I couldn't be I couldn't tell you what. What would they even nominate for this upcoming Oscars?、Uh, maybe Tenet. I know that technically came out, so they might throw、uh, Christopher Nolan a nod for、uh, you know best score.、Um, I'm trying to think what else. Unhinged? No, no, not Unhinged.、Uh, what else came out? I think there was、um, oh. Uh, I'm thinking of end, ending things that I think was、uh, directed by Andy Kaufman, right?、Uh, hold on, let me check this out real fast.、Um, Charlie Kaufman. I'm sorry, not Andy Kaufman.、Um, got that mixed up, but、uh, I saw. I actually saw this one. I'm thinking of ending things, and it's yeah. Not my favorite Charlie Kaufman film because, if I'm remembering correctly,、uh, he also did Anomalisa and Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Minds, and those are like my favorite films of his. I think Anomalisa a little bit more. Let me just double check real fast. Yeah, yeah, okay.、Um, But still, I, I did find some aspects of、uh, I'm thinking of ending things enjoyable. The reason that actually got me, and it's kind of a silly reason why I I want to watch it, was because it's it stars a lot of the cast from the Fargo television show. So it has like different actors that started different seasons of it, like、um, the main girl. Well, I don't know if you call her like the main girl. But、uh, it stars like、uh, one of the characters from season four of Fargo, another one from season two, and then、um, like one of the father characters is from season three. So that's what kind of just pulled me. I was like, oh man, I got support. I got support my Fargo guys, you know.、Um, 
But outside of like Tenet, and I'm thinking of ending things, I can't think of any other movies that would that could qualify for、uh, nominations. And part of that's because like I I think I've mentioned it in the previous.、Uh, Oscars episode, but the Academy has really stringent rules on what can like, what is, what can qualify to be nominated for an Oscar. Like it has to premiere, in, like a specific, you know,、um, set of theaters in like L.A., right? Or it's like some weird rule like that,、um, and that caused controversy because there was like.、Uh, Trying to remember the Netflix film. It was about like an African warlord,、um, and it couldn't get nominated because it didn't premiere in like、um, it didn't premiere in movie theaters, even though it was like a really good film.、Um, but yeah, it's just it's just all over the place. I think there there were talks that one movie starring、uh, Chadwick. Uh, rest in peace.、Um, he, they, they're coming out with that film. I know it's going to be released publicly, like on Netflix, but that was screened at like,、um, you know, at like, not not like like a more private event, and so it could technically qualify like a film festival.、Um, and I think they might what they what they're going to do for that one. Let me let me see if I could look up the name. Gonna like I know it's gonna come out in like December of Netflix. I'm just trying to remember the、um, actual name of it.、Uh... Oh jeez, My Rainey's Black Bottom, 2020 American drama stars Chadwick,、uh, Bozeman, Viola Davis, pretty decent cast.、Uh... But I think.、Uh... This one is gonna get、uh, is they're definitely gonna throw a nomination for、uh, Chadwick for best performance. I don't know if it's best、uh, supporting actor or if he's the actual star of this,、uh, but they're probably gonna give him an Oscar,、uh, give him a nomination, and he's gonna、uh, win it so that way they can properly, you know, I think like honor his name, which is fair enough. You know, he's he's. Definitely, a, he was definitely a terrific talent, and it's sad that we lost him when we did.、Um, but yeah, he might win best actor, best supporting actor, depending on how he can qualify,、uh, depending on you know his role in this film.、Uh, but also, kind of tying this into like the previous mini bonus episode where I was talking about.、Um, You know the changing landscape of like movie theaters and how they may not be a big thing anymore. I hope this, combined with like the weird 2021 Oscars season, I hope it does encourage the Academy to like definitely revise their rules on like how films can qualify in terms of like you know streamed or movies commissioned, I or commissioned or made by like streaming services like Netflix or Hulu. Because you know, I mean, it's not like you'll get flooded with nominations. There's still plenty of other rules that limit like what can, 
what will be nominated plus you have like the for your consideration campaigns and things like that to where you know I, i don't think it would be an issue if you just said oh you know your film only came out in like via streaming service yeah it could still be nominated you know but um yeah so that's gonna be interesting i don't know if i'm actually gonna cover it at all because like i said i i don't know what the nominations are and i don't think uh, i'm gonna be able to watch all the films that are or like you know even like a good chunk of the films nominated in order to give like a fair critique of like what should win or what shouldn't win but um i i hope it pans out um and maybe i'll do like some post stuff i don't know uh like i don't know if i'm really gonna like uh cover which kind of sucks but i mean what can you do covid uh so i'm gonna take a little break right now and uh i'll be right back to cover some other topics that i have here uh just stay tuned for that and yes uh, thank you for listening so far Welcome back. Uh, moving on to the next topic, I kind of want to touch up on. Uh, for those of you who might be new to this uh, podcast, a little while ago I did a mini episode in which I covered uh, the release of Quibi. What you know, I was anticipating from it. My thoughts on like the micro streaming uh, platform as a whole, its you know potential in the market, and things like that. Well, regretfully, if uh, for those of you who may or may not know, uh, they recently announced that they're going to be shutting down their services soon. I think sometime in the start of December. Uh, so I just kind of want to do a quick uh, retrospective on that, maybe touch on why it, I guess, on why uh, it failed, and different things like that. So. Um, because it is actually unfortunate. As I was trying to make in my initial coverage of Quibi, I, I do think that there is potential for like you know the uh, micro streaming in terms of telling these smaller stories. And the example that I pointed to is like Adult Swim, how a lot of their content is usually in like a smaller like 10 minute, 15 minute time frame. But you get like some of my favorite my favorite shows like. Uh, Joe Parra talks with you, or like in some of their mainstays, like Aqua Teen Hunger for Hunger Force, different things like that. Um, so it's really unfortunate that Quibi just couldn't make it work. Um, part of it, from what I heard, was uh, just the actual app itself. Uh, a lot of reviews pointed out how the app just would not like load load content or anything like that. Um, Some people were arguing that the content that they did offer wasn't really worth it for, you know, even the like cheap price that it was. That it was all just very mediocre, which I can't really grade on because I never got a chance to like watch as much of it as I wanted to.、Um, I know they were definitely going for a quantity 
uh, or like a like a wide net approach where they released a lot of content and just hope to grab as many viewers as they wanted to but again strangely enough they didn't like do anything animated which just boggles my mind like if you're gonna have i made this point previously like if you were gonna have that limited time like 10 minute time frame for like your shows why not go for animation especially since like you have uh like a ceo who has connections in the animation world it just doesn't you know really make sense to me why they didn't even try and go for that whole approach the thing that kind of does worry me though like going back to the fact that i did i wasn't able to view as much of the content as i wanted to like i didn't get to see anything that they did with reno 911 which was like one of my favorite uh comedy central shows or did it did it premiere on comedy central yeah i think it did yeah like comedy central shows um i never got to see any of the new stuff because uh there uh, it was revived on quibi for i think like a short small like season run i never got to see that so i get, so the larger question that i'm curious about is what's going to happen to a lot of this content right because as i'm a um i know some of it is going to be moving to netflix but like obviously netflix can't buy out everything that quibi produced because they produced a lot um and uh and there's just not really interest in buying some of the other content like i think uh like the quote-unquote quibi like not movies but like uh the fugitive for example that'd be kind of i i would imagine a weird sell because it's like not really a movie not really a series like i guess this is one drawback to doing like the micro format is that it's it's a little weird to pitch to like uh, netflix even though i know netflix has kind of experimented in their own right with like showing like shorter films or like small smaller content like that but even then i think some of the stuff that could be produced just wouldn't be right for like you know traditional uh streaming platforms like hulu netflix things like that so i have no idea what's gonna happen to that content after like quibi goes down like are are we looking at a case of like lost media in the making where like if nobody saves it is it just gonna be gone i i mean i imagine like okay let me see now now i'm kind of curious like let me go to youtube and see uh quibi shows like uh the fugitive fugitive quibi like i'm curious to see if they if you can find it here uh no it's just like um trailer and promotional stuff but so far i'm not really seeing where you could watch you know quibi or like a show like the fugitive outside of fucking quibi i don't know that might change as it actually goes down maybe people are working on it right now to like try and preserve these shows in some way because i think it would be a shame to lose it if not just for the sake of having it for like its own for the sake of the history of it you know so that maybe we can analyze these shows you know 
in a world without the platform and maybe this content has some merit but it was just marred by like a shitty app that just didn't you know work for anybody but yeah it's just it's just unfortunate it's just unfortunate uh i I do wonder if anybody else is ever going to make an attempt at like the micro streaming like if there is something to the idea which i think there is but it's just in quibi's poor execution you know and and it's just some unfortunate nature with like covid too you know because like at a time where it wasn't really smart to release well i mean i say it's smart like they could have predicted this but like it's just unfortunate that they released a micro streaming platform for people on the go when people stopped being on the go right it's just it's unfortunate but it is what it is and there's not really much we could do about it but moving on from that uh and to kind of like uh got some good news for myself personally uh as i i don't think i've ever really talked about it but uh for those of you who may not know i am actually a huge fan of the hitman series and uh no, I'm not going to be talking about uh, Hitman 3 coming out in January, although I am super hyped for it. And I would definitely recommend you guys try out the series and support IO Interactive, especially since Hitman 3 is going to be self-published. Whereas the previous entries were, um, they had publishing help from like Square Enix and like Warner Brothers. I, I know that series has had ups and downs, so I'm glad that io is finally able to finish out the trilogy in the way on their own ground the way that they want it uh it's unfortunate though because one of the drawbacks of them self-publishing is that i I feel like they've had a hard time advertising the game um in that there just hasn't been that many trailers for like they've had some stuff where they revealed some location but for the most part it's just hasn't been much news maybe it'll like increase as we get more into december and then more into like when it's going to release but uh either way i'm excited for it uh definitely day one buy for me even though i'll have to get on the fucking epic store which sucks uh but um and related to related to io news uh and what i wanted to talk about was that they recently announced that they're going to be working on a 007 project a video game basically not much was really released we don't know like what genre it is or different things like that Uh, i can only speculate on a few things a lot of people are just jumping to the assumption that it's going to be a stealth uh stealth game like the hitman series i'm doubtful only because and I'm saying this as like a diehard fan of like stealth games. It's like my favorite genre, but it's just not as popular anymore, especially with the death of like so many franchises. Like Metal Gear Solid is just like no longer a thing. Um, Splinter Cell, fucking Ubisoft, like won't do anything to continue that series just put sam fisher and whatever it's like oh it's good enough you know fucking splinter cell guys will like it you know like fucking annoying so the only the only main franchise that's um 
you know still kicking up is like hitman but even then it's that game series has had its own struggles in recent years um and part of that is too too i just don't think stealth games are as popular or or you know it's always been to be honest like a really niche genre so you know pulling in newer players into it i think has been kind of difficult but you know now even more so because it's just not as prolific especially in like a, a gaming verse that's more uh focused on like multiplayer experiences where you know stealth games have been for the most part very singular player driven things not to say that's impossible like um but it's like you always have to have the caveat uh for a lot of modern stealth games where it's also where it's like more of an action game than anything else so like the example uh i want to give is the game that i've been playing through uh ghost of tsushima right um that like it's very fun like the stealth mechanics in that are very fun but like i i would say first and foremost it's it, it's an action game right that has stealth mechanics and i don't know if it would be fair enough to call it just like a stealth game only because like this the stealth and the sneaking all oh, the mechanics of that like you kind of have to build towards it in the game but i'm kind of getting off tangent here the point is i i don't think that the 007 game by io is necessarily going to be a stealth game maybe they'll try they'll be able to like fit in like stealth, uh, sneaking missions in it but honestly i think they're going to go for the third person shooter route or third person action shooter route akin to like uh you know 007 nightfall uh or 007 from russia with love you know those older games on like the playstation 2 and uh, uh i think xbox 360 but either way I, i'm still hyped for it uh even though it's not going to be another stealth game, uh, which sucks because I want a 007 stealth game. But to be honest, I just don't think they're going to go for it because it's important to remember that this team also has experience like making the Kane and Lynch games. So they're not unfamiliar with like kind of third person shooters or like action in that regard. Um, but either way, I look forward to it. I hope that they release uh, a new a trailer soon. But I think I think what they're gonna do probably is like start releasing trailers for that after they finish up, uh, or they you know release Hitman Three. I feel, but I I honestly don't know. Uh, I think uh, that's pretty much gonna do it for me. That's the main stuff I want to uh, cover in this episode uh oh real fast uh i meant to kind of do this in the previous section but i forgot but i want to congratulate uh elliot page on coming out as transgender uh, i believe he at the time of this recording he made the statement today and um, either that or he made it earlier and people are just covering it today something like that but in any case i congratulate him i hope he gets all the uh, love and support he deserves and needs and i wish him the best of luck on all his, all his future endeavors uh if you want any recommendations for uh elliot page's uh, filmography i would definitely go for 
uh, Whip It is a fun movie, a fun like sports comedy that I think、uh, avoids a lot of the like kind of sappy pitfalls that you get with a lot of other films in that genre.、Um, a lot of people would say Juno.、Uh, I, I do enjoy Juno. It is a very wholesome tale, but. You know, some people have taken issues with like the、uh, how the dialogue is written for a lot of, the,、uh, especially the teenage characters in that story. But the performances, I think, like the base storyline,、uh, works well for.、Uh, you know, Elliot Page is really strong in that.、Uh, it also has Michael Sarah and、uh, J.K. Simmons. I think plays the father.、Um, but. Yeah, so mainly, I mainly I would say Whip It.、Uh, David, I think he was also in Beyond Two Souls, the David Cage game. Which you know, if you like David Cage, you know he's kind of a mixed bag for me. But yeah, definitely check out Whip It. <laughs> I guess is like the whole point I'm trying to get across with this. But、um, yeah, it's gonna do it for me. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope I could give you all、uh, more content down the line.、Uh, it, it might still take me a while, you know, COVID and all that. But、um, yeah, if you guys want to support the podcast, there's a, I have a, there's a way to do it through Anchor. Although I think with Anchor, it's like a subscription-based service.、Uh, Which I might actually be getting rid of because、uh, Anchor recently added added a feature where I could add like music to the actual like podcast. I, I don't know how exactly that works, but the stipulation is I get rid of that feature from、uh, Anchor, where listeners can support me directly for some reason. It's it's fucking weird. I'm gonna have to look into it for y'all, but、um, I'll see what I can do with that. But for the time being,、uh, Anchor does provide a way that you can support the show. If you don't want to do the subscription thing through Anchor, I also have a Ko-fi account that I have linked through my Twitter account, and my Twitter is at Podcasting Pasta. That's at Podcasting Pasta.、Uh, shit, I can't remember if it's all one word. Oh no! Hold on, hold on. This will take me a quick sec. I'm so sorry. Ah.、Uh, And、who said I was a professional, right? Yeah, at podcasting pasta, all one word. The P's are capitalized. Again, it's at podcasting pasta.、Uh, take care and stay safe. Thank you.